This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. This is The Morris Code with your host, Dr. Juanita Morris. So everybody in the studio is bobbing but me. Uh, tweet, tweet, tweet. Welcome back Twitter to The Morris Code yeah. with Dr. Juanita Morris. And so if y'all missed segment one, we had this big old debate about, it started with Twitter. Right. It started with Twitter. And for then Bluebird. Yeah. Yes, the bird. And then from the Bluebird, we to went Rock to and Robin. Rock and Robin. Bobby Day. Bobby Day to the Jackson 5. Yeah. Right. Yep. So that is how we came up with that song. We were bumping our head. I like that song. It's t- yes. Yeah, I think Twitter should have taken that as its its uh, theme song. Theme or something? song. Yeah. Tweet, tweet, tweet. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Yeah, I don't want that every time I open up Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you said it because I really would like to have a peaceful evening. Right? So I was like, yeah, okay, great. Like every time there's a tweet, no, I'm good. I would definitely delete the apps. <laughs> do you still have your Twitter app? I do. do I. I'm on Twitter all the time. Okay. How how is it going with Elon? <laughs> <laughs> like you talked to him the other day. <laughs> they tweet he's, back and forth. He's they doing tweet. his he's doing his thing. I mean, not great, I would say, but he's doing his thing. I thought Have he was gonna changes? step down though after people voted. I I thought he was too. Well, I knew he wasn't, but everyone else <laughs> thought he was. I mean, because I definitely voted step down. So. <laughs> you voted? <laughs> Did you? Of course I did. Oh my gosh. She's, <laughs> she she's, so, she's so socially engaged. She really, really is. Wow. So before we left for break, we were talking about, um, we spent a weekend with about 15, 18 young people from uh, Decatur, and we went over to Bloomington, young men and young women, to a leadership institute that is um, through the Jerry J. Dawson Civic Leadership Institute, and then we've partnered with uh, JME or J. Morris Enterprises mm-hmm. to start to build a Warriors and Wingtips, which is just for young men, which yes. is super duper cool. Yes. Um, Warriors and Wingtips Junior. Junior. Right. That's right. What were you going to say, Hunter? So we will also do a Warriors and Wingtips, and that will be just for uh, men who are not uh, in high school or middle school. Because <laughs> <laughs> they know rock and roll. They know rock and roll, right? <laughs> well, so a little bit about the the Severin Goodman Institute. It's a uh, and if if our audience hasn't or doesn't know much about it, they are designed to empower youth with knowledge and skills and competence to lead an alcohol, tobacco, and other drug free life. Yeah. Um, so our 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 uh, young people had a great time at the conference. I trying to identify an area in our community where we wanted to to help or to serve, or have some type of impact. <clears throat> and they also had an opportunity to connect with other young people from all over the state of Illinois. So yeah. there, were pe- there, were, there were young people from Thornwood High School, um, Dunlap, mm-hmm. Schaumburg, <clears throat> uh, and some points south as well. So it, it was a great opportunity for them to, to connect and engage from a leadership perspective with with people of their, with kids their own age. And so it's cool because um, th- they, this is the same group that traveled and went to Eastern this summer to the same 
conference, um, Mm. but it was five days. And so they checked in on Sunday and then they checked out on Thursday. And so that was the first time that they had done that conference. Mm -hmm. And then this is mid-year. So it's like a a check-in. And so this is the first time that we are learning the process and and how it works. But what I'll say is, is that they were amazing last summer. They were amazing. Like it takes some adjustment when our young folks leave and leave home for an extended period of time without parents. It takes some adjustment from the kids and and the parents, the parents. And this was the same. And what I, for me, what is the the key is is that we have parental support and mm-hmm. parental engagement, and they are not necessarily intrusive. So yes, we gotta put some out. Like y'all can go home now, right? Um, but they uh, drop off, they pick up, yeah. they are on time. Yes. our kids are where they're supposed to be for the duration of the conference, right. and they are leaning into how to become leaders. That's right. Yeah. It was a, it was, I think, it was a great opportunity for. The young men and the young ladies. women. Mm-hmm. So they did. They did a phenomenal job. Thank you, Abby, for um, making sure that the young ladies stayed in line too. Miss Mroski. Miss Abby Mroski. Um, <laughs> so this is a perfect segue because last week was it last week we had our first conversation about education with Detrice Weathers, mm, who is yeah. a school board candidate. Mm-hmm. And last week, what I shared was that we are definitely not the political show. Um, We absolutely support and encourage um, for our community to engage in the process of voting. Mm -hmm. We do. Um, We just came through a a national election. We just have a new governor and those kinds of things. I said, but for us, we don't typically invite candidates on who are running for office. You said everyone has their own march, but this isn't uh, this isn't your march. That's right. This and so my march, however, is education. And so f- Dom and I talked about how. Well, first she said I'm gonna have to. I probably am gonna have to grow. So she was a little surprised <laughs> when we talked about when we debriefed to say, are we gonna do interviews? What does it look like? How do we do this? And then I consulted with um, our expert <laughs> Brian. Yep, definitely an expert. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that was that was good. I mean, it's not pol- politics, like you said. It's not your march, but you know, it's a lot of it's a march for a lot of people. And then I would say that with every candidate that you're bringing on. They're doing a similar march, uh, but, you know, they're marching to the beat of their own drum. Yes. And so this week we have a new candidate in, and it is Will Wetzel. Thank you so much for having me. We've had a great time trying to coordinate schedules. Yes. Yes, we have. (laughs) It's been uh, quite fun. It has been, hasn't it? So I messed up the first schedule. Will had a major catastrophe at work, second schedule. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it wasn't it a catastrophe? It, it was. We had uh, one of those one in a million uh, network failures. Oh, wow. Nine hours straight of trying to make things work. Yeah, somebody else had a network failure this past week. Yeah. Who was it? Oh, it was the uh, FAA. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, because the planes almost crashed. And I was like, Were y'all yeah. responsible for that? No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to read a brief bio for, for Will, and then you tell me if I, I miss anything or mm-hmm. you. Um, just share if there's anything that we want to add. Um, Will is born and raised in Decatur. He graduated from Dwight D. Eisenhower in 2003. 
And he went all the way back to Muffley and, <laughs> and Thomas Jefferson. And so we have two out of three in common because I am a uh, Dwight D. Eisenhower graduate. Mm -hmm. So was my mom. And I am also a former TJ uh, student as well. After high school, he attended Richland Community College and graduated from Western Illinois University in 2012. Past 15 years, he's worked in nonprofit organizations and administration and as a lay church staff member and most currently in the IT sector. Pl currently employed, Will is currently employed as a GT plant technical analyst at ADM Indicator been married to a wife who I assume is amazing for 10 years and they have a seven-year-old daughter Ava and Ava is a second grader at DPS 61. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's perfect. Thank, Thank you. you. You're welcome. Um, so yeah, that's, that's me kind of in a nutshell. Um, I've spent a lot of time uh, before I moved back to Decatur, I was gone for about 12 years. And um, once I moved back in, uh, back to Decatur, you know, I moved from nonprofit and church ministry into IT, um, which was quite the interesting change. Mm -hmm. And now I work for ADM, which is something uh, w which is definitely interesting. It keeps me on my toes. I do IT in a hard hat is what I do. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And I'm lucky enough that it'll let uh, that job lets me do things like run for school board. So uh, tell me how you and your family came to the decision, because I'm assuming that and that might be the wrong assumption. But it, in our house, it mm -hmm. has to be uh, we're all in and, or we're not. Or we're <laughs> Yeah, or we're not. How did y'all come to the decision to for you to run for school board? Um, well, it's it's one of those things. I had run for city council in 2021, and the number one question I got from voters, and of course we were in the middle of pandemic, so a lot of Facebook talk, a lot of messages back and forth. Number one thing that people ask me is, "What are you going to do about the schools?" Okay. And then I started to look into and and being a graduate of Eisenhower and going to DPS, and then having my daughter spend the first two years. Well, her kindergarten year being uh, virtual mm -hmm. and then first grade par uh, partially virtual, par uh, partially in, uh, in person. Mm -hmm. um, I, I really started to look at the schools and I said, you know, this is something. And, and I told my wife and I said, if there's anywhere that I'm going to serve and go out and try to be a part of and get elected to, I think I think the place to be is the school district because one of the things that people don't realize or, or if they do, they don't understand how deep it goes, how how incredibly deep what the school district does affects every Aspen. piece of Decatur. Okay, mm -hmm. so that is an amazing point. We're going to stick a pin in it right there okay. and go to commercial, and then we're going to come back and pick up from there. Thank you for listening to The Morris Code on WSOY 1340 AM, 103.3 FM, and streaming live on NowDecatur.com. We'll be right back with school board candidate Will Wetzel. This is The Morris Code with your host, Dr. Juanita Morris. Hey, welcome back. Welcome back to The Morris Code. We're in the studio with Will Wetzel, who is our, um, my husband is clicking and pointing. He's jamming on the ones and fingers? I don't know called? what pistol fingers are. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. Do and you not. don't need to show them. It's cool. <laughs> You are listening to The Morris Code, and we're having conversations about these are deep, 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 serious conversations about education, aren't we, Will? Yes, we are. <laughs> so 
about before we went to break, um, Will was sharing how his family arrived at this this idea of running for school board. And mm-hmm. Will shared that he had ran for city council mm-hmm. in 2021. And one of the issues that kept bubbling up was was our school system. Absolutely. So tell me more about that. So one of the things I look at uh, with Decatur Public Schools, and I don't think a lot of people realize, is so much has been affected by what people perceive to be what they actually are. Everything from if employers are going to stay here to if new employers are going to come here, if we're going to have enough uh, labor capital come, uh, uh, labor capital. We also look at property tax rates and tax rates. But most importantly, and I think one of the things that we that that the board loses sight of is is children. Hmm. You know, we have just under eight thousand students in our school district, and we have to do better by them. We have to be the school board has to be accountable uh, has to absolutely be accountable to every child and every parent. And what I mean is, if you look at the news of the day, uh, the two big stories to come out of the school uh, the school district in the past uh, four months are about building schools mm-hmm. and about tearing down Woodrow Wilson. Mm-hmm. And those are not the things that and, and as wonderful as new schools are, the things we have to focus on are academic achievement, and not just for the top five percent of students or the top ten percent of students, but for every student. So what would be your goals if you were on the board? Like, as, And I know that the board works collectively, mm-hmm. right? right? But in terms of joining, what would be your personal goals? What would you like to see? Um, the, the things that I would like to see start with absolute board governance, which are uh, reestablishing accountability and transparency. You know, one of those things that we, we have consistently seen over the past, say, 20 years is a board that does what feels like and has the image of doing a lot of things behind the uh, behind the scenes and in secret. And just recently we saw with the Illinois Attorney General's Office Public Access Counselor's binding decision is they broke the law in 16 out of about 30 meetings over the past year to discuss this new school. So we have to rebuild trust. And so tell me how we do that, because I, I get it. I think that when I when mm-hmm. I think about babies and I've been at it for about 25 years mm-hmm. now in education, the 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 easy Mm-hmm. is to is to put the mile markers of where we've missed it. Right, the hard is is to set the the plans to to shift the mile, mile mm-hmm. markers. So what what could we do mm-hmm. or or as a board member, how would you shift that accountability or transparency? Like what does that look like for for me who's just in the community? Um absolutely. And and not to get too esoteric, but the first is we have to bring discussion out into the actual board meetings because if you if you go to board uh if you go to board meetings now, there's a lot of uh, agenda item comes up, uh, comes uh, it's moved, seconded, no discussion, and goes uh, right to being accepted. So we have to be able to have those conversations uh, out uh, out in the open. And then the board, even though they can't speak necessarily for the board, but they can speak for themselves as a member, have to be engaged in the community. What does that look like? Um, that means not only being at community events, but being able to... Um, to be out and meeting, sorry, and, and meeting out in the community. And what I mean is to be almost ubiquitous. And I understand that people uh, people will need to have a private life, but we need to not only be out shaking hands, but we need to be partnering and working with uh, places like neighborhood organizations with outside of what we would consider a normal PTA, PTO groups, and making sure that as board members that we're hearing as many voices as possible. And we need... And if if elected, I, I want to avail myself to the public to be there and to listen. And I think that's something, you know, when you say write an email 
to the uh, to the current board, mm-hmm. you, d- you don't really hear much back. And that's one of those things that if we can start that conversation and bring that account, uh, bring that accountability out, that's something to uh, that's something that we need to do. And I think also on the uh, transparency front is, you know, you, you look at the board packets and it's kind of uh, it's kind of daunting for the layperson to be able to uh, su- summarize some of that and build that for uh, build uh, build that forward. And then I would also say um, on the transparency and accountability front is making really known what our motives are. And for example, my entire goal, my entire goal is to make sure that every child receives the best quality education. I know that every candidate is going to say that, but what I mean is that not only are we educating for those children who are college bound, but those who are going to go in the trades that are going to go straight into work and uh, those those children who are in special education and make sure that they feel supported. And so I wonder, though, mm-hmm. and, and, and so that's the goal, because that was the question. Yeah. And I think that you answered the question. But I do. Do you not think that that is happening or do you not think that we know that it's happening and it's not being communicated or whether it's preparing kids, like I, mm-hmm. I see a lot about preparing kids for trades right. and to transition yeah. to work. And so if, do you think that that is not happening or? It, it, it absolutely is happening. Okay. And we okay. need to expand, uh, we need to expand sure. uh, spon- upon it. I mean, I could slam on it, every statistic that comes out from graduation rate to chronic absenteeism, but th- those things I think are symptoms of the overall problem, which go back to, you know, trust. And I've talked to a lot of people, uh, I've talked to a lot of people, especially people who work in the schools, uh, teachers, aides, uh, janitors, uh, maintenance people. And one of the things that they feel is, you know, uh, especially when they, when they want to take a position in the community, they feel like they they almost feel scared sometimes to, uh, to speak up and uh, be out in the, uh, in public. And I think that that's more indicative of a larger problem. And people should, uh, people, especially those that we trust with our children, with the future of our children, we, we should be able to, they should be able to be heard. So, so what are your strengths? What will you bring to the board as, a, as one of the seven members? Um, you know, uh, I'm a person that is very community oriented. Uh, oriented. I'm also um, in, in incredibly open and truthful. Um, I'm happy to talk to absolutely anybody. Um, I've had experience in strategic planning, not at the, you know, $102 million organization mm-hmm. uh, size, but uh, in smaller organizations. Um, I have a good lay understanding of Illinois Open Meetings Act and FOIA and mm-hmm. uh, those things that help keep us transparent. Um, and then, you know, I feel that um, I have some experiences in running after school program and some life experiences. And, you know, I guess one of the most important things is uh, I have a child who's enrolled in DPS 61. So the decisions that I make on the board will not only affect my child, but everyone else's child. How do you, how do you, how do you, cause I think you were talking about this a little bit and I'm just going to go back to this quick question and not go back, but kind of go forward. How would you support the district, right? Like if we, and, and by that, I mean, whether it's teachers, administrators, staff or students, um, and talking about that level of accountability, mm-hmm. what kind of support can they expect from the board? Uh, from the board or yeah. from me? Uh, well, well, you as a board member. <laughs> well, well uh, you know, if, if if elected, I'd make up one of, the, of course, the seven seats. But I'm a person that likes to go and listen and engage with people. You know, um, like this Friday, I'm going to go out and uh, visit a couple schools. And that's only hopefully starting the conversation. 
um, I want to definitely be out there and have people know that they can call and trust me and that I'm not going to put, you know, discuss their phone calls out in the open or uh, look for cloud or say this person called me and that person called me. But but that's that's the first thing, you know, listening to her. The second thing, the second thing has to be um, getting that discussion out and open uh, out in the open, um, engaging with the community. Um, and I, I just want to say that it, it's really hard to kind of convey this over radio, but I feel as though that I'm a trustworthy person that's open and willing. And I think that if people talk uh, that know me, uh, if people talk to them, they'll they'll understand that. But but we have to be there and we have to understand the the, the absolute um, and some someone on the school board has to understand the the absolute seriousness um, that comes with being on the school board. I mean, because you're tr- entrusted with 8000 children's uh, futures. So. Perfect. We're, you're listening to the Morse Code and we're having a uh, quick, candid conversation about education with Will Wetzel, who is a school board a candidate for DPS 61 school board election that'll be held on April 4th. We will be right back. This is the Morris code with your host, Dr. Juanita Morris. Hey, welcome back. Welcome back to the Morris code. If you're just joining us, the um, handsome Dr. JK and I are in the studio with Will Wetzel who is running for DPS 61 school board here in Decatur, Illinois. And we are so glad that you decided to join us. I appreciate it. Uh, Thank you so much for having me. Not a problem. So we have just been kind of talking about how you see and your intent on running. You Mm -hmm. mentioned that you ran for city council. Mm -hmm. Uh, Education kind of bubbled up. And so here you are in um, running for another um, public office. That will take a mm-hmm. lot of time from baby Ava mm-hmm. as well as wife and, and add it to the fold of work. Absolutely. And we um, appreciate the fact that you are engaged in the process in our community. We really do. So I say thank you um, to that. And if you should uh, um, assume one of the seats, I hope you'll come back in and chit chat with us. Absolutely. And if you don't assume one of the seats, I hope you'll come back in and chit chat with us. Uh, to even talk about the process and how it went and, and all of those kinds of things. Absolutely. What you got, Dr. J? So I have okay. two questions. Yes. Okay. So do you know who that was on the <laughs> comeback? Whoa, that was um, low. <laughs> um, I, I mostly was uh, trying not to panic during the day. <laughs> During Don't tell time? people that we made you panic. Oh, no, no, no. It's not you. It's just uh, <laughs> the, the, the gravity of the whole situation. Of uh, uh, what? Uh, being here? Yeah, absolutely. This is, a, this is the, uh, the first big thing I'm doing in my campaign. And, and, and this is wonderful. Having the engagement conversations yeah. uh, with all the school, uh, school board, people running for school board. This is huge. This is a boon to the city of Decatur. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's Big Daddy Kane. Uh <laughs> <laughs> that was that was uh okay so my my, my next question my which is serious that wasn't serious yeah. this is a serious question what what roots you right what what as a as an individual as a as a candidate what what are you grounded in what what makes you do what you want to do um well, of course, there's my family, mm-hmm. and I see the absolute future of my daughter, and that's and that's really I I look around and I see all these kids, and I think about so my grandmother just turned ninety one, mm-hmm. and 
I think about where my daughter is going to be at the age of 91, and that will be in the year 2106, 2106. And that is what we are educating for in this community. Mm. And if and and we need to be able to deliver to deliver to those children mm. because uh, what they learn now they will take with them to 2050 to 2100 long after all of us in the studio are gone. Yeah. And and we have to do better by them. And that is and that is what roots me is the absolute solemnity uh, and the absolute seriousness of what it is to be on the Decatur School Board because. You have to build this, uh, not only do we have to build trust, but we have to have parents and teachers and staff and the community and the taxpayer, and, and mo most importantly, are the students. And that's what all of this has to go back to. And I think that's where we've lost our sight a little bit, is every decision we have to make is for the student. And so I'm going to ask this, because the district is a big shift, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Like, it really, really is. It's not going to turn overnight. And I know you mentioned mm -hmm. just listening and mm -hmm. listening to community and mm -hmm. engaging with community. How do we balance listening and engaging with community with, and building the relationship mm -hmm. with the superintendent? Because oftentimes mm -hmm. what we hear are all the things that are wrong. Absolutely. Even though there are a ton of things that are right. Absolutely. And so how do we balance the the what we hear mm -hmm. in the feelings of individuals mm -hmm. with the superintendent who is really the only employee of the board. Absolutely. So how do we do that? So what we look at is, and one of the best examples is when they've just started this district moment at the beginning of every school board uh, school board meeting where they highlight and they do all of these wonderful things. And I wish that we could scream that out to the world. And it's a presentation from the schools. Uh, to the to the school this uh, to the actual school board, so that's what we we have to focus on. You have to take the good and the bad because there's so many people who are so against Decatur Public Schools, so against Decatur, and that that just want to complain about things. So what we have to do is take a very very serious data uh, data based approach. And I understand that you know quantitative data isn't everything. That's one of the reasons that we are here in education in the United States of America. And so we also have to bring in the qualitative data and listen to those stories. And what we have to do if elected to the school board is, is set that because the school board's getting ready to do another uh, five-year strategic plan. And yep. we, have to set, uh, we have to sit down and say, this is where we're headed. Uh, this is where we're going to head and understand that it's not all bad and it's not all good and everything will meet in the middle. And my role, the, the four years I might serve on the school board or the uh, four years that I might get elected to to serve on the school board, that's only the beginning. You know, these are generational problems that are going to take generational solutions. We just need to st start having those conversations. And so you mentioned qualitative and quantitative research, which is my jam, mm -hmm. right? That undergrad degree in math and statistics has never left me. Um, and, and so... How do we get the baseline right? Because you're right. If we look at the statistics and we mm -hmm. look at and we talked about the Wall Street Journal article mm -hmm. last week and we talk, we can talk about graduation mm -hmm. rates, we can talk about all of those things. Right. But how do we start to make incremental progress from an administrative level or a board governance level? Um, absolutely. So on the qualitative side, one of the big things I, I think that we could really bring in is start to look at exit interviews from teachers and people who are leaving the district. That's one thing that uh, I don't think the school board has access to at the moment. So if, if we start there, and yeah, that's the, that's the bad stuff, but if, if we start there and we understand why people are leaving and start to root cause some of that, 
and work towards, um, and, and it's not all about, all about staff, re- uh, staff retention, mm-hmm. but build upon that and build about the lessons learned from there. And then also go out and look at uh, the lessons learned from those schools that are perform uh, that are performing well and doing it uh, and have excellence. And, you know, what we're not going to create, play, uh, not create a playbook right. and say, this is a playbook you have to follow, but understand, you know, I, I wouldn't say do a full SWOT analysis because there's a lot, there's way smarter people than me that work for the district that are already doing those pieces. Mm-hmm. But um, to, to understand, really go back and understand that this is going to be a generational struggle to make sure that our children do well. So on uh, January 20th, which is in a couple of days, you are in the schools, right? Yes. Yep. Where are you headed? Um, I am headed to, uh, right now I'm headed to Dennis in the morning and uh, Montessori Academy for Peace. Yeah. I've reached out to a couple of schools and I haven't heard, about, heard them back. So if anybody's listening to this, they can definitely reach out. I have a couple hours in between those, uh, the morning and the afternoon. Those are kind of booked. We do two more schools. Yep. And you also have a meet and greet fundraiser that is scheduled for Tuesday, January 31st from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. at Dorfor Brewing. Yes. And if anyone uh, can make it, you know, uh, campaigns are uh, run on money. So I definitely need to raise fundraiser a Fundraiser and the request or the ask is $25. Yep. Or whatever somebody can pay. Amen. <laughs> and then um, how can people reach you if they have questions or they want to engage or they want to invite you to um, a meeting or mm-hmm. how can people reach you? Uh, well, people can call me on my cell phone, and that phone number is 309-255-3448, or they can email me at Wetzel, uh, W-E-T-Z-E-L-W-J, at gmail.com. Um, what have we missed? What do you want to share? Because um, we have a, about a minute or so left. Tell me. You, you know, my entire opinion of the schools, and I could talk about, and we could all talk about what's wrong, but I have an incredible amount of hope mm-hmm. for what we can achieve together as a community, what we can achieve in the community, uh, in, in the schools, and how we can build our children up. And that's what we have to focus on, is all of these issues, um, all of these problems might not matter by the year 2100, but if we don't start educating for then, and we don't build up that hope and all come together, then... We're not going to make it anywhere. Well, thank you for joining us. I so appreciate you. Dr. J.K. appreciates you. We appreciate the fact that you are engaged in the process. Um, please join the Morris Code each Wednesday at 5 p.m. and WSOY 1340 AM, 103.3 FM. And if you miss it, check out the podcast on nowdecator.com. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.